What is up, guys? Welcome to the brand new Strength Doc Podcast hosted by UpDoc Media with me, Dr. John Russin. I want to get one thing clear. This is not going to be your average fitness podcast, and I'm sure as hell not your run-of-the-mill strength coach. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I just wanted to thank you all personally for listening in again on the Strength Doc Podcast this year. We've done some amazing things on the Strength Doc Podcast, and a lot of that is thanks to my sponsors over at UpDoc Media, and especially Gene Chirac Abroad. Moving into the podcast sector has been something brand new for us this year, but it has been one of the most rewarding things, as all of you have really made it special to record these every single week and get your feedback. I can't wait to get this show moving forward into 2016 and beyond because it has been one of the most rewarding things that I've done. So this episode today is all based around one question. What are we most thankful for in 2015? So before I get my guests on today, I'm going to go through this question myself and give you guys my answers. You know, we've done so much in 2015 uh, from a business standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint. Uh, If you guys don't already know, my wife and I are partners in all of our businesses, uh, whether it be our practice in person, uh, our online training, or even into our consulting firm. Uh, We are 50-50 partners, and I am so blessed to have somebody that is by my side every single day and working as hard as I am to achieve the goals and just get good information out to people so we can try to make a difference in this industry. So a special thank you goes out to my wife, Lindsay, for making the biggest difference for us in 2015. Without her, I don't know where we'd be. And moving on to my biggest moment of 2015, like we did so many amazing things. Uh, I presented at multiple national conferences, ran seminars all around the country with 300 plus attendees in each, uh, consulted with some amazing athletes and teams in the professional sector. All that stuff is amazing. We've had some great great success stories with our athletes this year. But my number one biggest moment would be having the birth of my son, Cameron, and him coming into the Russin family this year. As all of you guys know that have kids or have been around kids, especially newborns, it is always a challenge to keep on moving forward in your business and your professional life and your personal life with the addition of the little guys. But we were able to persevere, uh, Lindsay, myself, our daughter, Maddie, and we were really able to move forward in the first five months of his life. We we're able to do everything and then some that we planned on doing. And that just goes to show the strength of our family and what we were able to do uh, with something brand new. And seeing our family dynamic change for the better has been amazing to watch on a daily basis. It's going to be really amazing this Christmas to see Maddie open up her brand new weight set, which she has been asking for for about a year now, and also Cameron have his little baby dumbbells. I know that seems a little crazy, guys, but I think uh, fitness, health, and wellness runs through our bloodlines here. Continuing to act as an example for our kids, uh, both Lindsay and myself, has been something special that we are able to do, and it's something that we focus on as parents. We're always trying to practice what we preach, and we're trying to have that osmosis effect uh, really rub off on our children. We don't want to be pushing them into anything, but we definitely want to do the right things with our diet, with our nutrition, with our lifestyle, the way we treat people, and just set a good role model and set a good stage 
for our kids moving forward. And like I said before, 2015, we have the opportunity to do that again with our son, Cameron. All right, guys, let's jump right into this episode with my guests. Hey, guys, we got legendary coach Charles Staley with us on the New Year's Eve episode of the Strength Doc podcast. So, Charles, I have to ask you one question here. What was your biggest moment in 2015 and what are you most excited about moving into next year? Ah, interesting. My biggest moment, huh? Very interesting question. Um, hmm. That is going to require a little bit of soul searching here. It's, <laughs> it always does. You know, I, I don't know if I've had a. I, I think. Um, I think it might not have been a training moment, but I think I've I've made some sort of intellectual discoveries this past year. I think I think one of those discoveries that that was okay. This will actually relate to a training. Um, moment come to think of it but uh just like we all appreciate the idea that you know uh novelty isn't an important factor in the adaptation process for things like hypertrophy it's also important for things like technical proficiency and uh, i had an interesting uh i'm going to take a liberty here to call this a moment it was actually a little bit of a phase where i kind of was away from low bar back squats for about seven weeks uh, as an effort to test out this idea. And I came back and, and uh, prior to that, I had back squatted like I think 385. And my first time back uh, doing low bar back squats, um, uh, uh, 275 for three crushed me. And I'm like, oh, well, that was a big mistake. <laughs> and then, but I just persisted with it. And uh, seven weeks after that, after seven weeks of doing low bar back squats again, I hit a 400 back squat. Wow. Yeah, and you know uh, the the fact that I was away from doing that movement for uh, an extended period of time kind of accelerated the the learning process, uh, and it kind of almost if you think about the classic Hans Selye stress adaptation curve, you know I reached I reached a deeper alarm phase and a higher compensation peak because I had been away from it. So the so that 400 squat was probably the biggest moment of my of my year in terms of training. And, uh, you know, and it was based on that kind of new discovery. And it's, it's always fun to, 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 to realize that even after 20, 30 years of training, you can make kind of a, you know, a, a breakthrough like that. So, so that, was, that was kind of fun. Was that your yeah. lifetime PR, that 400-pound well, squat? Well, I, I had done it a couple of years prior, but weighing about 24 pounds heavier. Okay. So in terms of a body weight, in terms of a relative strength PR, it was totally a PR. That's actually on my Instagram page, and it, I actually had more in me. I probably had another ten pounds in me, but I was—you ever have a lift that's so great, and you just—you just call it a day because you're shocked <laughs> at what you did, and like, yeah, crap, yeah. I, I should have kept pushing it. <laughs> Man, but, so uh, so where does yeah. next year leave you? What are you looking forward to in 2016? Well, you know, I've talked about this, I think, with you, and also in blog posts, but. Um, you know, I, I've been feeling like a little bit of a one-trick pony for quite a few years now, and I, I've made a decision to kind of broaden out my, or, or maybe diversify my fitness uh, portfolio a little bit. And so I'm going to be working much more on things that I have not done for years, and that involves uh, aerobic endurance and, and mobility in particular. Um, but uh, I, 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 uh, I mentioned to somebody a while ago that um, a lot of my training is going to be organized around this question, and that is, what are the things that I could do very easily when I was 18 
that, you know, aren't really so easy now at 56. And so that question is kind of driving a lot of my thinking for this next year. Now, just to answer that question, uh, where have the last couple weeks left you? I know you've been doing a little bit uh, different style of training uh, since your meet. Have you been able to answer that question at all? Well, yeah, and I, I, th I think it is mobility, and I think it, I, I think it is aerobic endurance, and, and um, mobility probably in particular. Um, now, don't get me wrong, in, in certain ways, I'm much further along at 56 than I was at 18. My body comp is better. My strength is better, but all the other stuff is not better. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not like it's been any kind of a pressing concern in my life, but, um, you know, I'm not down with losing physical capacities that I used to have. Like I, you know, if, if it can be prevented, then I feel it's worth working on. And maybe that will be at a slight cost to my maximum strength, but I think that's probably a trade-off that's worth making. I, I agree, and I think that's a really smart question that you ask yourself. What could I do at 18 that I can't currently do now? And really, if you're training properly, the question or the answer should be next to nothing, uh, and definitely just trying to reduce the amount of range between those two things. Yeah, or you know, the word I use is margin. Margin, exactly. Yeah, and so you know, it's kind of like uh, you know, these people like you know. Uh, you know, there are some people that it's possible to be in such bad shape that you're, you're in training heart rate just sitting down doing nothing. <laughs> and that's when you don't have a lot of margin, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, thankfully, nowhere near that. But, you know, you got to get after these things while you can still do it. Absolutely. And, you know, one other thing. Now, how are you going to be tracking these goals over 2016? What, what are the, the couple well, see, of things that's, that... that's where I'm kind of stuck, you know, because... Uh -huh. um, I am uh, a fanatic about being able to track things, and one of um, one of the um, things that I could be criticized for is that if I can't track or measure something well, I tend to just not even do it. Because, uh, and, and that that shouldn't be the case. Like for example, um, my clients will tell you I rarely use like elastic tubing. Um, elastic tubing is a good tool, but I'm stupid and I don't use it because it's hard to quantify. Exactly. So. Yeah. Mobility is a little bit hard to quantify, but maybe the results of it can be quantified a little better. So um, one thing I'm thinking about is uh, maybe tracking this using the functional movement screen. Oh, man, you beat me to it. I was literally yeah. going to set you up for that question. <laughs> now, now um, I, am pro I probably have the lowest FMS score and not be wheelchair bound. Uh, <laughs> if you're just interested in some trivia, I think I can't remember if I'm a 7 or an 11, but something like that. I would hope you're more than a seven. Um, <laughs> we'll call it 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're going to get together in 2016, and I'll run you through the FMS a couple times. And Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go for 12. I want to score a 12 in 2016. We're, we're going to go for the magical number of 14 just to get you out of, uh, get you out of the doghouse there. Out of imminent danger. <laughs> well, Charles, thank you for being another time as a guest on the Strength Doc Podcast. Our listeners always love hearing from you, and we'll definitely get you back out in 2016 here. Let's do it, John. All right. Thanks, man. You bet. Hey, guys. We got Paul Carter with us in this New Year's Eve special on the Strength Doc Podcast. And like everyone else, we're going to ask that same question. Paul, what was your biggest moment in 2015, and what are you most excited about moving forward into next year? Oh, biggest moment in 2015, um, probably not dying. That was, <laughs> I think still being above ground is a great place to start. Uh, avoiding death uh, at every corner, so 
is probably my my biggest moment. Uh, actually, I think um, it was probably early 2015, late 20, 2014, that I really decided that I didn't want to be a, a fat guy anymore. And uh, most people would have said that, you know, oh, well, you're not fat. But for me, I was definitely too fat, and I decided to really get serious about my um, my diet and my nutrition, and I started uh, making a far better effort to um, to delve back into getting my diet in order and uh, getting actually changing my training too as well. Uh, the past few years, I got tired of dealing with um, intermittent injuries. I mean, I still ended up suffering while it was kind of a freak accident, but. Uh, and just my joints hurting all the time. So just kind of revamping of my, my training and eating philosophies, going, getting, kind of getting back to my roots. And that really paid off for the, for the year as I ended up probably losing something to the effect of like 40 or 50 pounds of like total slop. And now I feel good. Uh, and my training is completely changed and I don't have any joint pain. Um, and, uh, I mean, those were, that was probably from a training and dieting, uh, ideology standpoint, those were the biggest changes that I've made over the last year that I, I think made the biggest changes in my life. So, I mean, I was able to get my wardrobe back too. Like I, I, <laughs> I had to, I did the ultimate, uh, no, no. And after I started gaining weight and that's one thing I tell guys, never, ever up your pant size. Like if you decide you need to get a bigger pant size and it's time to start dieting, that's a kind of a simple way to know, okay, you've reached your fucking limit. You're getting fat <laughs> is that when you go in, you go, I can't wear 34s anymore. Don't buy 36s. Fucking go get your diet in order. So for 2016, the thing that I'm most excited about, obviously, would be the book that Christian Thibodeau and I put together over probably took five months for us to write. And it became a bit of a competition between the two of us, which I don't know if that was good or bad. Uh, I got to, I've gotten really got to know Christian. Uh, I really love him as a person. He's one of the best people that I know. Um, and we spent, basically what happened was I would write a chapter and then he would write a chapter and we kind of started trying to up each other on material and it ended up being like 80,000 words <laughs> for this book, which is it, it, it just an enormous amount of information, which he and I are both very proud of. So that's the thing I'm probably the most excited about going into 2016 is getting this book done. And Christian and I are going to be doing some workshops together pretty much all over the world. So I'm really looking forward to doing that and working alongside him because I really respect him. And uh, he's a really smart guy and a really good person. That's, you know, there's a lot of smart guys in the industry that at the core really are scumbags. And Christian's not one of those guys. He's a really, really great individual. So. I'm really happy about being able to work alongside now. Man, that's exciting stuff. I know we mentioned that uh, when you were on the Strength Talk podcast a couple months ago, and everyone's going to be definitely looking forward to picking up that book. When when is it going to be available? Well, uh, we're actually done. Like the book is done. Uh, Christian has made his last few edits, and now there's some like some logistical things that we're going to go through. But I probably get twenty plus to 50 requests a day asking like when this book's going to be available. And I can tell you that 
I mean, we've both looked over the thing since we've been done. It's just, there's just so much info, like really, really good information in it. I, I'm really excited about it. Probably more excited about any project that I've ever done. And I think that it's going to be very successful simply based off the fact that it's a really no bullshit kind of book. And it's a combination of both a lot of the things that we know scientifically about growth and a lot of the things that we've seen anecdotally from all the people that we've worked with for decades and decades. So it, it's going to be a really, really great book for everybody who picks it up. Man, you got me excited. Uh, thank you so much, Paul. I know this is a quick hitting episode, but we will have you back on Strength Talk Podcast in 2016 as you're always really a fun guy to talk to on here. All right, guys, we got Eric Bach with us, and he is answering our New Year's Eve question here. Now, Eric, what was the biggest moment in 2015 for you, and what are you most excited about moving into next year? Man, it's really hard to knock it down to just one, so I'm going to give you three. Is that cool? Well, we'll start with one, see where it goes. Okay, that sounds good. You know, my biggest one is I went out 100% on my own for business. So, um, you know, I've worked at a couple different locations as a coach, worked under some awesome coaches. And, uh, and this year was the time to really go out and do my own thing. Um, you know, now I rent, rent some studio space in downtown Denver. Um, I'm controlling my hours. It's giving me time and freedom to, to write and coach, um, at the times that work best. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a dream ever since I got into the industry to, to work for myself. Man, that's a good one, and it's something that you and I have talked about privately before. Uh, we had Tony Gentlecore on talking about his transition a couple episodes on Strength Talk podcast ago, and I think it's just a natural progression for a guy like you who is definitely doing some huge things in the industry on multiple fronts. So I was excited to hear about that when you were going out on your own. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I know we had talked about it, and it's um, you know, it's one of those things. It's definitely scary. Um, but it is also extremely liberating and, um, you know, if you're a driven type A personality and being able to go out and, uh, put your, you know, pedal to the metal and nose to the grindstone, grindstone, it's a great way to do it. Yeah, man. So that leaves us with, uh, 2016. What are you most looking forward to? In 2016, I'm looking forward to a lot of travel. Um, I've got some big things planned with Bach Performance. I can't unveil all those things right now, but um, you know, I've got some business travel. I'm looking forward to some conferences and networking and, uh, and really getting out and about. Now, you're headed down on an epic vacation, a beachfront vacation with your wife soon, aren't you? I am. We're heading down to Costa Rica. I'm excited. Oh, man. Is that for New Year's? Uh, you know, we'll be heading down the day after Christmas. Um, we'll be out there through New Year's as well. So I'm going to be looking forward to, uh, you know, maybe some champagne, but, um, you know, hopefully some pull-ups in the jungle, um, you know, chasing a few jaguars, whatever I can, whatever I can rally up for a workout. <laughs> now, are you like me? Like when you go to uh on a trip whatever and you're with the family you're like all right i gotta get a workout in you're like googling different gyms around like how's that gonna be in costa rica that's what i'm worried about right now i'm like you know what i'm just gonna have to get creative so you know i'll probably bring a couple things with me i'll bring a uh probably quarter inch minivan um i'll bring my uh probably 12 inch rumble roller with me um and then just you know body weight galore i'll be hopefully some chin-ups on a on a tree or um, if there's a ledge at the house that we're staying at, um, plenty of push-ups, some band-resisted work, some glute marches, some pistol squats. So I'm already thinking about this. I got, I got to put them <laughs> together. But you know, that's uh, 
you know, for, for us, that's, um, that's kind of our alone time. That's our therapy. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing family, but at the same time, I also want to be able to do my own thing a little bit. Dude, don't be one of those guys, like the strong first guys that literally check their 48 pound kettlebell on the plane. It's like, up, oh, it's under 50 pounds. So I don't get the overage charge. They, well, li- they throw the tag on it, put a piece of tape on it and literally pick it up at the baggage claim. It kills me. Every time you go to a fitness conference, you always see that. You know, that won't be a problem because I don't have anything under 60 pounds. Oh, <laughs> that Josh should be fired. the goal. That, <laughs> that should be the goal going in 2016. Never lift anything under 60 pounds for the whole year. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate you being on uh, this New Year's Eve special on Strength Talk podcast. We will definitely be having you on in 2016 and always appreciate your support, man. Awesome, brother. I appreciate being here. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Hey guys, I'm joined here by Dr. Joel Seedman. Joel, what is your biggest moment in 2015 and what are you most excited about moving forward into next year? John, first off, great to be here. Thanks for having me on again. You got it, man. Uh, I was looking forward to, to doing this, especially since the last one went uh, went very well. Yeah, so I guess, you know, 2015, great year for me. Um, had a lot of opportunities with writings and, you know, different things with athletes, um, had some pretty good opportunities come up in 2015 to do some stuff for the NFL combine a lot more in depth, uh, in the subsequent years here, especially for 2016 and 2014, 2015 had some great opportunities with the NFL combine, got to work with quite a few high level athletes. As a result, I was able to basically make different deals with different agents and was able to, um, work together with Georgia Sports Performance in Atlanta. And we're going to be teaming up this year, coming up in 2016. We're going to have quite a few uh, very high-level collegiate football players that we're going to be training for the NFL Combine. So really looking forward to that. We're going to have some very uh, top-notch talent. And just, again, very excited to see what we can do with that and hopefully get some guys into the uh, first-round draft. Man, that's exciting, and we know each other pretty well, but I didn't even know that you had the athletes coming in for uh, this offseason, or, or I should say the NFL Combine prep. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been something that, um, you know, when I first started off with strength and conditioning about um, nine years ago, a lot of what I did was in the collegiate setting with football players, and I took a little bit of a break from that, and it's kind of funny how things come back full circle. But, uh, you know, I had the opportunity the last few years to do more of that, and it's been growing. And, and definitely the last few months had some things work out with different agents, like I mentioned. And uh, 2016 is, is going to be big. But, you know, NFL Combine, it's, um, it's a different beast and a different animal altogether because, as you know, when you work with an athlete, it's always – great when you don't really have huge time constraints. If you say, hey, this is an athlete that I work with, I'm going to have them for six months to a year, or even if you have them indefinitely, you get to work on a lot of different things that you want to. And it's, you know, a gradual process, cleaning up their technique, their movement patterns, eliminating dysfunction. With NFL Combine, it's a bit different because depending when the athletes come to you, you may only have them for six weeks. Um, It's really six to potentially 10 weeks, depending on when you get them and, and when they do their testing, but um, it's very different because you have a short period of time to maximize their performance, and unfortunately, you can't be quite as picky with certain things that you know. As we discussed in the past, you know, 
perfecting movement patterns, correcting muscle function, eliminating dysfunction. That's huge for both of us. And um, sometimes it can get a little bit tricky with the with the combine training. Yeah, I agree. But in, in six to eight or 10 weeks, what's the number one thing that you're going to be focusing on, uh, say, for a speed athlete, so one of the outside guys? I'd say the number one thing that I'm going to be focusing on is hip function. And when I say hip function, um, you know, that basically relates to everything from power and speed to uh, mobility, um, you know, mechanics, because a lot of their tests from the vertical jump to the broad jump to the 40-yard sprint to, um, you know, the L drill, the cone drill, the pro agility, uh, shuttle, all those are predicated on proper hip function, power, speed, explosiveness. And again, a lot of that comes from the hips. And so many of these athletes, they're just so locked up in their hips. And, and some of them, it may have been a result of just getting an injury in the previous season. Again, these guys are pretty much coming right off of the end of their season, and right. I'm getting them. So they may have had some type of, of whether it's small injury or bigger injury or tweak, and oftentimes they're really stiff. So those first few weeks is just you know teaching them how to use their hips because it's going to affect everything, and all those other tests are predicated on proper hip function. Right on, man. Yeah, if I were to have a gun to my head and say you have to improve an athlete's performance in one way and you have to pick one joint, it would definitely be the hip. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go out there and say that, you know, both you and myself, we might have some exciting things coming up in 2016 as well jointly. But uh, we'll have to talk about that on a future episode of Strength Doc Podcast in 2016, man. Yeah. Wanted to keep this one short and sweet today. But thanks again for being on the show. My pleasure. Man, we'll talk to you next year. Take care, John. We have my man, Lee Boyce, with us. And I am going to be asking one question. We have about five minutes to get it answered. But it's the one question everybody wants to know. Lee, what was your biggest moment in 2015? And what are you most excited about moving forward into next year in 2016? Uh, pretty loaded question because there were a couple of like notable uh, events that happened over the course of the year. Had a lot of good writing stuff, a few breakthroughs and whatnot, which is really good. Um, but I think the the thing that I'd have to say is the most notable for me is the fact that um, I broke into like I've done a little bit of speaking in the past, but I broke into the speaking world speaking to a, a students in a college level uh, in a diploma program and uh, joined with a kinesiology program and whatnot. And I was talking to them about as just basically an industry expert, a fitness writer and everything like that. And basically just uh, giving them the ropes of the industry and uh, talking a little bit of training content with them as well. And uh, being able to break into a world like that, where I'm, you know, having a little bit more of an influence, direct influence over, um, you know, aspiring trainers or people who are already immersed in the, in the uh, fitness and health promotion kind of industry and whatnot uh i think that that's a really good thing and it's uh it's cool to be able to be inspir inspirational to uh people in mediums that are just beyond straight writing because you never know who's going to pick up a magazine and how much of your stuff they're actually going to apply and also they can't really hear your voice or you know they can't really understand a lot of the tones that you're trying to use or, or the things that you want to emphasize beyond what you have printed on the page so yeah like i think that that uh, that experience which happened very recently actually was towards the end of this year um would be a great uh would be a great breakthrough it was a great breakthrough and uh, hopefully i get to do a lot more of that and uh, going into 2016, uh, there's a few things cooking. Uh, the number one thing that I want to uh, let people know about is the fact that I'm revamping my entire uh, website and just like that personal online presence there. 
Um, so I have a brand new facelift that's going to come in the beginning of 2016. It's uh, ready for launch anytime now. And uh, yeah, it's going to have, you know, a much more comprehensive. My current website's a little bit of a, an old man, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to have a nice facelift. It's going to have a few new features and whatnot. And uh, hopefully a little bit more consistent blogging on my part. Um, anyone who follows me right now knows the kind of content that I like to talk about, which is a little bit of breaking the fourth wall and talking a little bit about things I see in the industry more so than just your standard training tips and things like that. So sort of created my own little niche with regards to the content that I like to talk about and uh, bring to people's attention. So there's going to be a lot more of that sort of thing. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a, a little bit more attractive in the way that it's presented and uh, hopefully get a few more collaborations, working on some deals with a few bigger magazines and whatnot as well which should be a good uh good supplement to things and you know it's it's gonna everything's gonna be going good so i just look forward to 2016 and um, i'm hoping for the best collaborations with uh, dr john russin you know and and, <laughs> and going forward with other uh, doctors as well and other uh, professionals in the industry who i'm grateful to be rubbing shoulders with in the industry so it's good Man, I'm so excited about that. Uh, I saw that you got the opportunity to speak to a couple hundred college students, and I think if you can you know, bridge that gap between writing and being an online presence and stepping into the real world, uh, that's going to be a powerful thing, especially with somebody like a message that has a message like you have. And man, for the website, I feel you because we just launched our brand new website a couple of weeks that. ago. I saw Thank that. God, man. Like, uh, <laughs> it got to the point where it was getting so slow. It was just so archaic that we needed to revamp. But I know that's a big process. So it probably had you pretty busy the last couple of months. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm still actually like just finishing touches right now. And the, the guys that I'm working with, they're awesome. So uh, as soon as this is all done, I'll be able to promote it properly and promote, uh, you know, my developers and whatnot as well. And, uh, you know, we can get the game going. But, uh, yeah, as far as the the fitness um the fitness business uh, conversations that I was having with the, the college students and whatnot, not only business, but uh, just like methodologies and whatnot. Besides, as far as the, that goes, yeah, like what you were saying, right on point. You know, the, the writing side is one thing, but being able to step in and give good uh, real world in the trenches kind of experience, like I think that that's probably the most invaluable stuff, you know, and um, it's something that universities in general don't really offer quite as much as colleges, at least around here, where they have, you know, whether it's an internship or a co-op program or something that's more hands-on, tangible, practical stuff. And uh, that really prepares, especially for our industry in particular, it really prepares people uh, a lot better. And it's something I wish that I had gone through, that I had the experience to go through, but I didn't. And uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it can set people up a lot uh, a lot better for what they're what they're planning to do with their careers in terms of uh, fitness and being trainers and coaches and whatnot. And you know, everybody's first session is always going to be garbage because they don't <laughs> have any experience with a real person yet. And uh, getting into that world and getting the getting the opportunity to have that garbage experience faster is better for them. <laughs> dude, dude, you're you're reminding me of when I was a first year DPT student. Uh, we had. Sue Falzoni, who was the vice president of athletes performance at the time, come in and speak to us for 45 minutes. And at the time, I was like, holy shit, you know, the top physical therapist at athletes performance is sitting right here. Yeah. And like the gist of the, the speech was I was a C student, but I just kept on plugging away and just learning and doing continuing ed and training athletes. And this is where I got to in my career. So I'll Which, always remember that, man. So I think like yeah. you did something similar to that. 
Yeah, like I Hopefully totally not respect the C student. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not too far off. I was no definitely not on the honor roll in high school for year after year. I wasn't one of those kind of guys at all. You know, some people don't respond well to fixed academia pursuits. Like they just don't. And there's many different ways to learn something. I'm a huge advocate of doing things, uh, learning in a certain way that actually makes you respond the best way to it. And uh, yeah, like so, what she says, uh, it totally resonates with me. And I wish I was in that audience to be honest, because <laughs> you know, if you think about a lot of success stories and people who were school dropouts and school uh, flunks and all sorts of stuff like that and they made their own way and they ended up like they ended up killing it like that's uh, that speaks a lot it speaks a lot for more than just their academic knowledge but their character in general and stick to itiveness and other things like that so you know tons of respect to that sort of thing and you know I'd like to think that I've got at least a, an element of myself that fits along the same kind of characteristics because you know it's uh it's it's rare it's a rare thing and it's something that's it's pretty amicable when you see somebody who's got that kind of drive and you know they didn't just rely on strictly sticking to the theoretical books and the, yes. the textbooks and all that stuff to to get their knowledge and to to understand that there's some balance to this and that you know practical experience the ropes training all those things they have to be played into consideration as well and they have to they have to be brought to the fore as well and in terms of what rounds out your knowledge base in this industry because ours is pretty pretty unique 100 percent, man all right, Lee. Well, this is a quick hitting episode, but there will be more from Lee Boyce on Strength Doc Podcast going into 2016. I appreciate your time, Lee. No problem, dude. Oof. What am I looking forward to the most in 2016? That's that's one of the toughest questions that I've had to ask myself here in a couple months. I'd be lying to you guys if I didn't say that I was absolutely psyched up to be moving into 2016 from multiple fronts. Obviously, our family that you heard a little bit about before, but also the business is just growing so quickly, and we are able to just provide so much for our readers, for our listeners, and obviously our clients as well. So my goal is to just keep us moving forward at this pace and try to continue to get the best information out to you guys, whether it be a podcast, an article, uh, a speaking engagement, a seminar, whatever it may be. I just want to continue on to educate you all so we can all start getting better one by one and making a difference in this industry. All right, everybody. See you guys in 2016. I'm Dr. John Russin with the Strength Doc Podcast.